Before we get into this episode, do you want to nourish your body as a new mum? Well, we have a checklist just for you. Lana Herth has put together a simple guide to optimizing your nutrition and feeling the best you can. And it's free. Head over to lanaherth.com to download it now. Now on with the show. And I'm Tara, a journalist. We're mums of little ones and we're also sisters. New Mums Nutrition is a podcast that helps you optimize your nutrition and thrive in this season of life. Hey Tara, how are you going? I'm good. I am keen to chat all things postnatal supplements. I think this is one of the most common questions I get and even something that health professionals aren't aware of sometimes. And so... Um, That's a very big generalization, but it's one of the questions I get asked really commonly. Actually, it's also something that I'm speaking about. If you follow me on Instagram, sneaky plug at Lana Hearth Dietitian, you'll know that I've been talking about this for a while because a lot of people just don't know. They don't even ask the question because they have no clue that they should be taking something after. But during pregnancy, we, we know that we should really be taking a prenatal, but then you're right, there's nothing to that there's nothing spoken about postpartum. So that's what we're here to do today. I notice a lot of people do what I pack in my birth bag or what I'm packing in my hospital bag videos or um, Instagram posts, which I love watching that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've seen anyone pack their supplement. Now that you mention it, I can't recall either. Handy tip, that will be something to take away from this episode is to pack um, your supplements into your bag. And if you were one of those people who did pack their supplements, congratulations. You can probably switch off now. Look, if you are, send us a DM or send me an email, podcast at lanaherth.com because I'd love to know if there's anyone out there who actually has done that. But if you've listened to almost any other episode, you'll know we've sort of hinted and talked about supplements from time to time. And you know, we'll always, we always tend to go with a food first approach. And so this episode is going to be quite different to a lot of our other episodes uh, because typically the food first approach is that if we can get our nutrients, say omega-3, for example, if we can get that from food, that's far better than just taking it from a supplement. Because not only do you get omega-3 from fish, but you also get protein, zinc, iron, and potentially some calcium in there too. But if we just take a supplement, sometimes the dosages can be different, the quality of supplements can be different, how long they last, how long they've been sitting in your cupboard can impact how much is in that capsule when you're taking it. And so if we can't get enough omega-3 or whatever nutrient it is from your food, then supplements have a really big place. Um, And obviously we want to be thinking about ways we can be creative with food. But just like in pregnancy, when you have higher nutrient requirements that you need a little bit of a boost, need a bit of a supplement to your diet... The same is for postpartum when we have those extra requirements. And so that's sort of just why we're going to be talking about supplements a lot today and why we're spending a whole episode on it. This episode, we're going to talk about the top five supplements that every mum should consider post-birth. 
Lana, let's start number one. Can you tell us what's first off, what's the first cab off the rank? Without a doubt, the most important one is iodine. So iodine is a mineral that is essential for your baby's brain and nervous system development. It's particularly has a really important role in thyroid, um, for your thyroid hormone. It's required to help make your thyroid hormones and is responsible for a lot of things like your body temperature, your metabolic rate, even blood cell production and muscles and your muscle function. So most women should be taking iodine supplements throughout their pregnancy and especially if you're breastfeeding. So for, so it's national. the national guidelines say that uh, women who are breastfeeding should be taking 150 micrograms or UG is what you'll see on your supplements is the unit of measure uh, per day. If you have a thyroid condition, you need to get that checked with your healthcare provider, whether it be your GP, um, your obstetrician, or uh, a dietitian like myself, because um, that's just an extra consideration. That might not be an appropriate amount for you, but if you don't have any thyroid concerns, that's the only nutrient that is considered to be one that's a blanket recommendation. And like I said, we don't do that with everything else because even though we know a lot of women, and this is a spoiler to one of my other ones, a lot of women are iron deficient. Actually, there's risks with taking too much iron and not everyone needs it. But we know for breastfeeding, your requirements in pregnancy for iodine were 220 micrograms and that goes up to 270 micrograms and so that's really hard to meet with your diet alone and so we know how critical it is for baby's brain development and even baby's problem solving skills as they get older and IQ it can make a difference for those things and so that's why um, the takeaway is check your supplement because not all of them have that in it so if there's one thing you take away from this episode it's think about iodine. You mentioned iron as a sneaky spoiler, let's just dive straight into that. Tell us about iron and why that's on your top five to consider. Yeah, and I think the important thing is to consider. So reasons are uh, you've just gone through labour, you might have experienced a lot of blood loss. Um, if you've had surgery uh, or even um, extra wounds and things like that, that's an extra consideration. And a lot of women, especially if you're vegan or vegetarian, Um, have low iron during pregnancy uh, and iron deficiency and so especially if you're breastfeeding but not just if you're breastfeeding um, it's important to monitor to get your GP to do some blood tests to do some iron studies and to check uh, what your iron levels are like Um, and I've and I have seen different iron supplements have different levels of iron from anywhere from five milligrams of iron to over a hundred milligrams of iron and some supplements are too low to help correct a deficiency and you might just be taking the generic I'm not naming any brand names or anything but you know the generic like women's iron or whatever it might be it's really important that you get that tailored because you might be taking an iron supplement and it'd be doing nothing for you but at the same time you want to investigate what's the cause of your iron deficiency and that an iron deficiency can be a red flag for other conditions just to name one celiac disease so that's why it's really important to consider um 
like have a thing if you're really tired don't just blame that on mum life even though the sleep deprivation is real actually that's something that you need to be considering is one is is other foods you you're eating high in iron but also it could be worth considering iron supplement depending on what your medical history has been like as well that's really helpful and consulting your gp or your health team is really important when it comes to iron because as we mentioned a few episodes ago sometimes iron can impact your bowels and your constipation and if that's an area you're struggling with as well go back and listen to our constipation episodes and maybe bring that into the conversation as you consult with your health professionals too. Tell us about number three, Lana. Okay, number three is vitamin D. So vitamin D is really important because your baby, um, let's first talk, think about it in, in, breast, in the breastfeeding context because we know that over 90% of women start out their postpartum journey breastfeeding. So we're going to start there and then we'll move on. That vitamin D in pregnancy we know that you know just generally speaking up to one in four people can be uh vitamin d deficient and so your baby relies on your vitamin d stores for its first few months of life and so we know that vitamin d is crucial for regulating um, your baby's bones and your baby's teeth and it also had plays, can play a role in reducing the rates of eczema as well. And so if we, and that, that's why it's important to check your vitamin D levels. But we don't want to, again, just supplement without checking what our levels are like and think that you're low in it because depending on how low you are will change the dosage of what we supplement like how much vitamin D we actually recommend for you. But also vitamin D is what we call a fat-soluble vitamin. So unlike other like B um, vitamins that just sort of get weed out and turn your wee a little bit extra yellow, um, if you get have too much, vitamin D builds up in, in your body and we don't want to have too much of that because then that can go on to cause issues. So we just want to make sure that, again, a blood test, and then you're supplementing, um, getting that tailored advice to make sure you're getting the right amount. Tara, I often hear people say to me, oh, well, like, and postpartum, you, you're juggling so many things. People say, oh, well, I'll just go outside and get some extra sunlight. And we've talked about this in a previous episode, but I had another look at some of the studies and they showed that in a three-month period comparing looking just at sunlight compared to taking an appropriate tailored supplement and a high dose supplement people's levels of vitamin d increase four times as quickly as just compared to the sun if you're feeling tired and fatigued don't wait for your sunlight to boost your vitamin d levels it's critical for your baby for their development but also for you functioning as a new mum and having energy because vitamin d can leave us feeling very tired and exhausted and i think what's worthwhile in this conversation is knowing and being informed about what is a worthwhile supplement to buy and what is a bit of bogus all right let's move on to supplement number four i'm gonna announce this one because i know what it is tell us why we need omega-3s and what they are if you've listened, I feel like we're just quoting a whole lot of our other episodes, but if you've listened to our episode on postnatal depression, you'll know I hinted at this, is omega-3 is really important for not only baby's brain development, uh, eyes and nervous system, 
they also have a really big role in lowering risk of postnatal depression. And as well during pregnancy, like preeclampsia and um, preterm birth. But, you know, that's a whole nother episode. So it's important I to have a thing about first, are you getting your two to three serves of oily fish a week? That, w- that should give you sufficient omega-3. What's an oily fish? So canned tuna, canned salmon, mackerel, herring, they all count sardines. They all count um, as serve like as oily fish that also that are low in mercury too which is important if you're listening to this and you're pregnant trying to prepare for your postpartum period and so that's enough but if you're a vegetarian or vegan then it's really important or if you're someone who who's like there's no way I would ever meet that then that's where it's important again to get tailored advice for um, your omega-3 and actually in my clinic I give um, I have omega-3 testing kits um, for clients where they can finger prick and actually test their own and figure out how we need to supplement but um, get having a supplement that's tailored for you and based on your medical history again is really important and so actually one of the questions we got um, when we asked our Facebook group, New Mums Nutrition, one, one of the major questions was what brand is best and, and why? And so I know right now you're listening and you're wanting me to rec- – we, we've gone through four and we're going to add the fifth, which is folate, which also plays a role in reducing your risk of postnatal um, depression, which is – and so that's the fifth one, short and sweet. We'll just leave it there. But you might be wondering what brand is best? And I wish I could give you an answer, but I I actually can't. And it's for two reasons. One, legally, I cannot. Because I'm a dietitian and a health professional, it would be irresponsible if I gave um, brand recommendations when I didn't know your personal circumstances and history. So then does that mean that when if we see other people online and they give a specific brand recommendation, should we have red flags about that? Or is that something we should take to our healthcare team? Look, I don't know about about the red flags, but I think just because you see someone else, whether it be um, someone online or even one of your friends who's taking a certain supplement, it doesn't mean that's the best one and that's the best one for you. Because the second reason I can't give brand recommendations is because actually even in my clinic, I don't think I've ever given the same um, supplement advice to to two people because someone might have say during pregnancy might have a risk of preeclampsia and so we'd be tailing their supplements to actually lower that because we know there's good evidence that we can that that can play a role or if you have if you've had a history of postnatal depression well I'm going to be laser focused on things like omega-3 on folate on even other b vitamins like riboflavin and also the things that deprive us of energy like the omega-3 and iron so you can see how for each person it's different and so um, I know you guys are gonna be wanting me to just give you a brand recommendation but I I can't because I actually wouldn't be doing anyone listening a, a service. To recap the five supplements we should be considering are iodine, iron, omega-3s, vitamin D and folate and we should be considering those in consultation with our health professionals. Is that correct? 
That's right. And I just want to preface that there are others as well that I haven't even mentioned today, like choline or thinking about even B12 for some people. Uh, There's so many things that we need to consider. But this is a good starting point if you're about to enter or you have entered the fourth trimester and you're not sure what you need to be supplementing to make yourself feel the best that you can you can feel in amongst the sleep deprivation and healing, et cetera, et cetera. This is a really good starting point for you. And so what we'll do is in the Facebook group, we'll also include a resource that includes the different type of blood tests that you can, uh, like it'll just be a sheet that you can print out or something you can save on your phone so that then you can take that with you to your six-week checkup or to ne- next time you're wondering, oh, do I need to get some of these things checked before you go see um, a dietitian or ask your GP for supplement advice, that's, um, that's one of the resources we'll give you in the Facebook group. All the information on New Mums Nutrition podcast is generally in nature and it doesn't replace individual medical advice. Please come and join our Facebook group, New Mums Nutrition, and download our free New Mums Nutrition checklist from lanaherth.com. This episode is brought to you by Lana Hearth. She's an expert pre and postnatal dietitian. Please remember, subscribe, leave a review and share us with a friend so that more women can optimize their nutrition in a realistic and achievable way. Bye for now. Bye.